what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Brought to MSO City Rocks, Rock and Metal Thrive. Wishing you guys a very happy Tuesday. We're about to hit Thanksgiving. And we got a podcast coming for you today that I had this band the podcast before the pandemic hit. Yes, this is how long ago it's been in between podcasts. Between when I last recorded with this band and now. So we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors. First, I want to thank Phoenix Fitness because back concerts, back to Mosh Pits, I don't stop. I do not want to jump out of one. So I got to make sure my energy, my stamina, my fitness is on point. So I do not have to tap out anytime when I'm in a Mosh Pit. So go to the gym, lift, cardio all day, every as much as I possibly can. But I got to make sure to recover right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. Different pre-workouts, different BCAA recovery compounds, different creatines, proteins, other supplements, and multivitamins, whatever you might need to achieve your fitness goals and, you know, make sure yourself is the strongest you can be like Arnold, yeah, or, you know, just like super, you know, running all the time like me. You can use Phoenix Fitness to help you achieve those goals. Our listeners and viewers of the podcast get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout at fnxfit.com. Links code in the description below. I also want to thank Custom Debuts for sponsoring this podcast as well. Custom Debuts, they create custom prints for you, either like post on museum paper, canvases, or even aluminum posters as well of, you know, anything around music. So you give them an album and an artist and they'll take that album and they'll put it on a poster, give you the whole track list on it, and they'll give you a bunch of different ideas around there as well. Along with different posters like vinyl lyric posters, you also have just other different types of lyric posters as well. A lot of things you can do, what you do is you send the information of what band you want, the album you want, or the song that you want, and within 48 hours, they will send you a proof of a potential like idea that they have and you can edit it as much as you want with them until you're satisfied. And then they will ship it to you after that. So you get a lot of different customization tools at your disposal to make the best poster you can. Our listeners and viewers get 10% off using the code CPP10 at checkout. Link is in the description of the podcast. So be sure to do that. Thank you, sponsors. But now, under our feature presentation, the fifth artist I ever had on the podcast in terms of video podcast interviews was Keanu from the band Kill the Blonde. And since the pandemic, they've been working hard on a couple of different things, and they've got some different music coming out. They got some new music coming out, and they're trying things a lot more honestly than they had been. So we talk about their brand new song, Anthem for the Freaks. We talk about the different stylistic change, what they're doing, what their plans are, and what is coming next from them. And be sure to follow along with them because, well, I'm wearing, wearing a Kill the Blonde t-shirt, so... Go follow along with the band, but enjoy the podcast as you do that. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! <laughs> well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girl listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. Back in like February of 2021, I just fully started doing interviews with bands. This guy came on. It was my fifth interview ever when it came to like actually recording them you know, via video, put my on YouTube for all you guys. It's been almost, you know, over a year and a half, going to get close to two years later, and it's time to bring them back on. Got new music to talk about and just everything under the sun. So please welcome back Keanu from the band Kill the Blonde. So Keanu, welcome back, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. Happy to have you back, man. Happy to have you back, man. How's everything going now that you're living in Florida? Uh, it's different, hotter. Uh, it's definitely a well-deserved... Change of pace. Uh, I love it though. It's it's great. It's cool. Been everyone's been cool so far. The scene's been great. I still talk to a lot of people. It's cool. 
It's good shit, man. It's good shit. Plus, I know everything, you know, when it comes to the Florida music scene, it's 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 like its own microcosm in itself whenever I talk about it. It's like you've got, you know, when it comes to music scene, you got stuff out west, you've got that stuff like around Texas, you got stuff in the Midwest, you got stuff in the Northeast, and then mm-hmm. there's Florida. Yeah, it's uh the sad thing about it, it's like the metal scene here is not too big. Uh I mean you'll find your obviously like down Orlando, Tampa, that's like four hours from me. Um, but I'm slowly starting to make a name, you know, seeing I'm trying to pave the way here. It's working out. Obviously, I have my my, my New York family. Uh, to help me with that too but you know uh the scene here is not too big which which kind of it, it's kind of depressing but you know you learn new things and uh you get more passion you learn more uh cultures and it's cool learn new things but also get to meet more people as well because again even though it might not be as big of a scene as it was back in the northeast it is still there's still a scene there there's still a different array of people there but when you think about the bands that have come out of Florida as well, especially in like the rock and metal scene, there are some rather big juggernauts like Under Oath, A Day to Remember, Trivium. So it's still like there's still a connection there when it comes to people thinking about rock metal and Florida. So there is some, yeah. there's still some sort of precedent there for you guys to really work into and build off of. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the plan. I, I, I just decided to do it and it worked out. <laughs> Hey man, that's that's the key. And as long as it works out, and as long as you know when it comes to Kill the Blind, you guys are continuing to chug along and really create some kick-ass music. Because I know, like getting back in contact, you sent me your brand new song "Anthem for the Freaks," and well, that kind of kicked off the whole catalyst for a second podcast. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I kind of followed you for a second. I remember when you first talked back in February, like you said, we, we were both starting out, we were babies. You know, you were new to this, I was new to this. Um, Granny said my hair was a lot longer and blonde and, um, you know, I decided to catch up again I, and yeah, it worked out and it's Halloween too. So why not? It's a perfect, uh, perfect podcast day. Yeah. Shooting this the, uh, right on Halloween. It's like, this is the perfect day to do a podcast with you guys, especially yeah. with that more horror inspired thematic style as well to really jump into it. And I know we initially talked about it. Like you kind of were taking this a little bit of a different direction in terms of when we talked last time. So mm-hmm. I know you had the, you have the mask that's on the, on your wall and back there right now. So what's the difference, like the different stylistic direction that you guys are taking with kill the blonde? Uh, I mean, when he first started out, I think what I said was more, we just kind of wanted to like be our own thing. And it was kind of hard, you know, obviously, you know, cause when you start out as a band, you don't really have your own sound. You got to kind of make that, you know, and that's very hard to do. Um, but I think we got really fortunate where we found our sound early, you know, and this new song, Anthem for the Freaks, I just wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something that no band has done, or especially for a while. You know, I didn't want to do the the same metalcore, post-hardcore sound that we've been doing. Um, and obviously, I made, I made new friends. I made new producers. They, they helped me hone in on what sound works best. And this new song actually was kind of a challenge because I didn't know if it was going to be a good song, you know? And then the response has been crazy. Everyone's been loving it. The... Uh, we have a new look too. We decided to just wear masks just for the hell of it. And it worked out too. And um, I'm trying to go for this more, you know, back in the 2000s days, you know, when music was great, corn, Link Biscuit, like those, that kind of era. I want to bring that back into the, into the scene again. I feel like there's not, there's not enough of that. And um, I've always, I've always liked that. I just, I didn't know what, I didn't know how to bring it in, but I really feel like this new song really, 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 shows that and the new song too we have a new song coming out very very soon that it's very different too it's 
way more melodic, way more somber. It's more of like a ballad song. It's it's very different, you know. So all our songs are all our newer stuff now is like a different band. Very, it's a different chapter, as I like to describe it. Well, so even you take a look at some of the bands that were prominent back in those days when you're talking about, you know, like the early 2000s thing again, like Corn thing again, like, I mean, still they're big right now, Slipknot, Disturbed, like a lot of those bands are still really big today. But I think where you're kind of coming from too is like, you're not really necessarily seeing any real new blood into that. And when it comes to music and it comes to certain concepts, it's very cyclical to see how things happen because you can bring in certain ideas and certain topics and certain uh, influences from different eras in time bring them into a more modern take, you know, put your own twist on them and they can absolutely work. I mean, hell the week before we shot this, I went to go see uh black veil brides play live and they're still drawing a huge crowd still going with the whole entire idea of like more of like that glam rock, glam metal, hair metal style. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I'm using them <laughs> as an example to show that bringing in influences and ideas prominently from a different era can still really work today. As long as you put your own twist on it and, still create something that people can really latch onto without being like, yeah, it's just the same shit we would have heard 20 years ago. It's like, no, it's like, it's influenced by that, but it's something completely new. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think you said it perfectly. I think, I think it, it's very, I think a lot of bands are, you know, and there's a lot of great music out there, you know, it's to, you know, I, I give a lot of bands credit, but I feel like there's a lot of bands that are very scared to do something different because they, they don't you know if it's going to get anywhere or they're just going to, stay you know stay but left left behind the dust and that was what kill the bomb is doing for a while I, mean, I thought we were doing something totally different with the last ep and the more i look at it and the more i've grown for the past like two years it's different you know i didn't know i don't even think i told like i don't i don't even know i was gonna take this direction uh style at all you know a year ago i thought we were gonna do the same thing just heavier darker and you know just like just sinister and you don't i feel like so you don't know where you're gonna go until you just until life hits you you know and i think a lot of these songs are people are gonna like them and um sorry i can't talk today but uh yeah i don't know i, I just think that I, I i i didn't expect any of these new songs to sound the way they do and, I, and i'm happy with it i think we have more of our uh sound now people know what we're gonna you know accomplish and yeah well, even like with the new sound as well, it's not it's not a super big departure from what you guys had done in that last EP as well. Because even with that last EP, where you still like even with the with this good old shirt that I'm wearing right now that you sent me, like you sent mm-hmm. me the the CD of the EP as well. And as if I look to my left, I'll pull out the camera. If I look to my left, there's a nice like a uh, Rise Against poster, and oh, there's the CD sitting right there on top of it, or <laughs> not on, top, on the frame basically. So yeah, it's been sitting there ever since you basically sent it to me. So it's been had a nice little home right there. Little yeah, bit about still being able I to show everyone. I have a pile collecting dust. I might go and go on the street and just give them people for free. I don't care anymore. It's <laughs> so like someone trying to hand out their mixtape and like uh, like, uh hey, do it while welcome to Rockville. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, that's right. I gotta go to that. When is that again? Uh November eleventh through the fourteenth, I believe. I might have to buy a ticket. It's in uh I think it's in Daytona too. It's that's a few hours for me. It's not too yeah. far. Yeah, it should be at the it should be at the track, I believe. I might do it. I might, uh, if I see you there, hey. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way I get down there, but I don't think my full-time job will fully allow me, given the fact that between, like, October 1st, Thanksgiving is our insane time. But going back yeah. to, like, the stylistic, the camera, the stylistic change that you guys are making, it's not a complete departure from that original EP in terms of 
the full-on like emotion behind it. it's like because when i listen to anthem from the fr- or anthem of the freaks and i look back to like songs that you made back there it's just like you know what i can still see the connection there i can still feel like kind of like that that horror inspired vibe to it but there it there is like a different quality to it there's a different sound to it so it's not like a complete and utter like oh we're just doing a quick 180 it's like no we're just moving on to the next thing but it's you're seeing you're able to see those steps from one to the next yeah uh, i think I think it was perfect the way you described it. We we still write, you know, the same style, especially for the heart. You know, I think the, I think the only thing that I could keep myself on is our EP. I was we were trying to sound like, you know, we wanted to try, we wanted to try to sound like someone we were not until it sounded good, and that didn't work for us. And then I feel like with this new song, we kind of just said, "All right, screw it, no more ego, no more sound like this person. Let's just write our natural sound, put heart in it, and then." add influence and that's why i feel like freaks works so well because freaks is what we are but also it was something that i enjoyed writing more lyrically you know instrumentally everything and i think that if we keep doing the same thing we're gonna see progression instead of just writing like oh we have to sound like this person like no just let it go and write how you feel and it worked out yeah just kind of focus more in on when it comes to the sound what you guys want to make because if you're going to try and sound like somebody else, if you're like, oh, let's, I want to try and make a song that sounds like, you know, this, let's have influenced by this. It's not going to necessarily come out as genuinely if you're doing it because you think that's what's the right thing to do. But mm-hmm. with something like Anthem, taking what you wanted to do, it's like, okay, actually writing, like just writing from scratch, just going, okay, let's create something that we just want to create. We're not going to let anything kind of come into our headspace. We'll write it. We'll start working on it. And then maybe if there's other influence we want to put in there, we'll do that kind of more on the back end. So that when it comes to the core of this writing process, it's just coming from what we feel like. And if you're going to end up doing that, I mean, I think that might be a reason why Anthem is really coming across a lot more positively, like you're saying, because you can feel the genuineness more in there. You can feel more of this passion behind it because it is coming straight from the heart. It is coming straight from what you want it to be. And again, it's just something where, you're starting to see a little bit more of like your yourselves even come out, even though with that last EP, there are some songs I really did like on that last EP. This one, again, it's different from like what I was even expecting, but there is still that quality there when it comes to your, you can tell you're writing from a place of passion. You're writing from a place of where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because Anthem, like that wasn't even my first song. Like I have a buddy who I work with in New York and he like, helps me write, he makes the band come to life too, you know, so I can't give myself all the credit. He does a lot behind the band. And that was kind of funny. Cause that was a song he didn't use. And I was like, I like this a lot. Like, this is really dope. Like this doesn't sound like anything I killed the bond, but like this seemed a shot. So I, I added my vocals to it and we were like, Holy shit. Like this is, this is good. Like this is, this sounds nothing like kill the bond at all, but like, this is, this is awesome. Because it's more like, you know, he's like a more like hard rock, Rick and Benjamin type of dude, a more like the new metal, um, that type of guy. And you put the two together and we're like, yo, like, no, this has to be like a single. Like, this is cool. Like, this is a cool first song to transition into like new era of Kill the Blonde. And it worked out. And I think, you know, and the gimmick came last, you know, like the video came last. And we are just like, you know what? Like, this song is, let's just let, let the song be about not giving a shit and like, let you be who you want to be. You know, and that's where the mask comes from. It's like you're wearing a different face to hide who you are. But at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a shit? It's you. 
we're the freaks, the best will ever be, you know, like if you're a freak, I'm a freak. We're all gonna, we're all gonna fit in together no matter what. And the normal people are the, and the normal people are the outcasts. So. Yeah. Cause it's, they're just kind of pretending they're playing along in a certain game where it's maybe, maybe they're following along and being somebody that they're not. And I recently saw a post from one of the guys I had on the podcast before I, this guy's name's Alex from the band first and forever, uh, mm-hmm. more of a, a good old modern emo band. And one thing that he was talking about was, and it's very similar to like what you're talking about, Dan, for the freaks, because he was talking about how like, you know, whenever he goes see live shows when he was younger and always would wear a little bit more of that, like that classic emo style clothing, he always felt super comfortable in that realm. But then, you know, going through life and not really doing that and like kind of like following along kind of more with what society thought, like, you know, maybe what your friends are doing, just didn't necessarily feel as comfortable. And it wasn't until he kind of took control of that and really just kind of, you know, took off that mask and really let himself be himself. And now, I mean, I see that dude working, working his ass off, posting good ass music all the time. So when it comes yeah. to using that as an example, it's, you know, I totally understand that because there are times where, you know, everybody, this is for everybody. There are places where you are, where you feel the most comfortable. And for some of us, it's, you know, live music, you're in concerts. I mean, I know that's it for me specifically, or maybe it's sports. It could be anything in life, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're going to end up, you know, portraying this other side of things just because you feel like you're not going to be accepted. Honestly, like the, 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 where you feel the most comfortable, they will accept you for who you are. And it's all a whole family vibe. And I know that when it comes to rock and metal specifically, that's a huge thing. You know, come on out to a show, be yourself. We're going to, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be happier there. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I wrote the song too. You know, like lyrically, lyrically and musically, this is for everybody who can't feel like they have a voice, you know, and like, if people who are scared to come out and can't talk and, you know, can't speak, let that song be your voice, you know, let the, you know, let that whole thing be your, your life, you know? And I think that's, that's kind of like the first, I've never written a song like that before. Like I've never written a song outside of like myself. So I'm like, let me just step outside the box and like, think of like what society would want as opposed to like, what do I want? You know? And, that's why it's called Anthem for the Freaks, because this is an anthem for the people who don't have a voice. So how did you get in that mindset to write a song like this, to really put yourself in a mindset, maybe like somebody else's realm in terms of not necessarily feeling, you know, accepted or feeling like they have to, you know, basically put on that mask in order to try and feel like they have to fit in with society? It was actually like, it wasn't my first thought. It was kind of like, let's just write like another cheesy, you know, heavy horror inspired song. But I was like, you know what? Me and my buddy were like, let's just take a minute to think about like, how about we write a song that's like, you know, more meaningful and more like, you can still keep the horror gimmick, but let's write something that people would relate to. And I kind of wrote something that I relate to, especially in high school, you know, like, I wasn't popular, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had to, I had to wear a mask to school. I had to be like this person I didn't want to be. And I, I kind of applied that to, hey, I know who, who I know who's like that. You know, let's just let's just maybe write a song that speaks for people, to the people. And I didn't think it worked out at all. I thought it was cheesy because I thought it was done. It's been done plenty of times. But the way it's written, the way it's presented is different. You know, it's like Knowing me, I'm not a cheesy person. I don't like writing cliches and I'm like all that stuff like that. But I think that sometimes it's not, it's, it's okay to write, you know, from the heart. It's okay to write things that people can relate to, you know, that way they can be like, Hey, this song really wasn't for me, but the lyrics, I can relate to that with anything, you know? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of times where bands have written about this concept, but where it comes in, where why do a lot of bands write about this concept? Because a lot of bands have felt this way before. A lot of bands have been in that position. Like I said, when you were in high school, it's like kind of putting on a mask to just try and fit in and not, you know, stand out in the crowd because you might be a little bit too afraid to be exactly you are. I mean, I, I understand that completely where it was like with me in high school is, I mean, people knew who I was, but I wasn't really friends with anybody because I never really fit in anywhere. And if I want, if I was like, I had to put on a mask every which way I went, I mean, hell today is just, you know, I mean, I, I just dress the way I want. I go do what I want. And all of a sudden it's like, yep. Oh, we, we're going to go. So we're going to go do this. Kevin, you want to come with love to, but, uh, got tickets to go see this band called we came as Roman. So I'm going to go do that and said, because that's what makes me happy. All of a sudden it's like, Hey, does want to, I got free tickets to Guar. Anyone want to go see Guar? And I was like, me like, what the hell? I'm like, it's going to be fun. And that's yeah. if and if no one wants to go, screw it. I'm gonna go by myself. And it's just it's a completely different mindset, it's a completely different idea. And yes, a lot of bands have done stuff like this where they've written about it. But the reason is because everyone has felt that way at some point when it comes to those bands. But when it comes to other people as well, it's we've heard a lot of different songs that are about that. But we just don't connect with every single song about that in the same way. So mm-hmm. with you writing a, a, a song that has that topic behind it and the way that you wrote it, the reason why I think it's getting such a positive reception is because there's a lot of people who might still feel like that, and there's really not a song that really hits on that topic for them impactfully as other songs that are out there, might be more popular songs that are out there, do. And this one really hits them just with the way it's constructed. And I think the verses really do a lot of that, the way it's verses and the transition to the chorus, just how that sound goes. I think that's a huge key of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, uh, yeah, it was definitely fun to record this song. I was I was definitely like not in the greatest mindset when I wrote the song, which is great, which is ironically good and bad because like it makes you write better. Um, but it was good, you know. I think that's why I write this kind of stuff, especially with, you know horror movies too. That's why I watch a lot of horror movies and all that stuff like that because I can relate to what this killer is going through. You know, it's like it's a voice that's not spoken. And again, it's a different type of crowd and not everybody gets it. You have to just be passionate about it and really just go for it all and enjoy it. Yeah, because if you're not passionate about it, then kind of what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I agree. This takes a whole different level. And then like, because where I was talking about with Anthem when it comes to just those verses and how it transcends, like what I really liked about it was like, I got to take a look at the little notes that I sent you in terms of because when the verses hit, like, the vocals that you had, it sounded like there was like a little bit of like an echo behind them. And it was like an echo that sounded like it was kind of run through maybe like a cheaper microphone to kind of give like a little bit more of that echo power to it. But the thing mm-hmm. that really caught my eye on that was it created this little bit of like this freakier kind of like deeper conceited feel to the point where, yeah, it's even though you, you know, you, you, the, who you are and what you like as a person is inside you. That's that's for real. But when it comes to trying to present that out to people, it's like, yeah, people aren't necessarily going to like that. but and you're going to hear those echoes from a lot of people outside. It's like, oh, no, they don't like this. It's like they want you to fit in a certain way. They want you to wear certain clothes, whatever it might be. But having that in there, it kind of still creates this little bit of this more. It still has a little bit of like a sinister vibe, a little bit of a creepier vibe to it to really pull out the fact that, yeah, people are going to see you as a freak. But why not embrace it? Because that's who you are. And Honestly, at heart, those people are probably, you know, in ter- between normal and being freaks, they're probably freaks as well. They're just too scared to be it. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, you hit it right. You hit, you hit it right in the head. Perfect. I, I think. Yeah. 
Hey man, it's like as I listen to that, that was the part that's honestly that was the part that stuck out to me the most, just because of how it was constructed and just that sound to really kind of add more of that freakier vibe to it. And it just it it fits. And even though I know when it comes to the music scene right now, it's like a lot of like no one's really, you know, big on this guy anymore because of the shit that happened in 2020 with him. But it's just when you listen to some of the older music, let's say from like Marilyn Manson, you kind of had that like freak vibe to it. And it's like, you know, only like outcasts are going to listen to it, but it allowed a lot of those outcasts to have a voice for themselves to stand up for themselves and to just accept themselves for who they were. It kind of had that certain emotion behind it in the way those verses were constructed. Again, not nearly nowhere near the same, but it's kind of like the mindset around it and just the effect that it has that really works out in this song. Yeah. And it's funny you said that. I mean, despite what happened, but I, that was kind of like one of my influences writing this song too, is it, it was a mixture of that and like corn and um, most of some white, all three of those bands combined. And I was like, you know what, let's just try to do it. And it worked out. Um, yeah. No, I could tell some of the motions of white stuff in there as well, because I love motions of white. It's like just having a little bit of those like gothic overtones in the song as well. It just it pulls out so much of it just because again, you think about freaks and you're thinking about, you know, think about horror movies, you're thinking such like I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. It's like think about any high school, like any movie that's based in a high school, any high school movie, whenever they look at and they talk about the freaks. It's usually people that are really dressed up, like kind of more of that gothic tone to them and probably would honestly like the same music that we like. <laughs> and probably one of, the, one of the nicest kids to ever <laughs> that just like that. Oh, absolutely. That's funny. I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't that, that I wasn't like that over the top in high school, but it's funny because everyone's like, oh my God, he looks like a freak. Like, but yeah, he's one of the nicest people ever. And then you have someone like Justin with like a suit and tie, a total asshole. I'm like, all right, I don't want to be like that guy. I want to be like that guy. No, oh, I knew a couple people like that where it's like, they are like, you know, they look dressed nice and everything, but they're asshole. And then there was one, like the one, one of the guys, like when I was in high school, like my freshman year, him and I, like we start talking with each other. It's like, okay, you know, it's like, see, just kind of see what happens. All of a sudden we're talking about music. I found out he's one of the, he's like the biggest Slipknot fan in the whole entire school. I'm like. Oh, cool. He's like, well, what's your favorite band? And at that point, it was still Disturbed. So I was like, Disturbed. And also, we're like, are we friends now? Yep. High five. Still, dude's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. That's how it starts out, man. You're just, again, it's it's on the inside that matters, not outside. As, ple- as cheesy that sounds, but, you know, he's, he's a freak just like you. Fuck it. Yeah, but he's still one of the nice guys. And when it comes to some of these other people that are more polished and clean on the outside and look like these most upstanding members of society, sometimes they're the people that deserve to get, you know, uh, punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, like, for sure, for sure. And then, like, even, like, with Anthem, of the Freaks, well, like, because I'm taking a look at the notes again, like, when that chorus hit, it's like the tone kind of screams like a polished and even more melodic, like, motionless and white feel. Just because it's just, I felt like hearing some of the tones that like the gothic overtones are really there. Some of the heaviness comes back in as well, but it's more melodic to the point where like I'm thinking about it and it's just, I'm getting that same emotion I'm getting off of like Emotionless and White Song, which is fantastic for this because, I mean, hell, I've like seen Motionless and White, like again, when it comes to that like gothic kind of freakier side of things, they take it full force and they show it. So mm-hmm. when you kind of pull, and again, it's, and you take a think look and think about, you know, people that, 
would be potentially considered like the freaks like we just talked about you know the kids in like in a high school movie that's like oh no don't go by them they're the freaks and again the nicest people you'd ever freaking meet people that would go to concerts with you every time and just enjoy life it's somewhere it's like now that like uh, image that emotion is being brought out in your song and now Mm -hmm. it's finally being more open it's being more crisp it's more like their feet it's like you know what's what they're on the inside is now coming out to the outside and it's might not be accepted by society, but it's accepted by you. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I wasn't scared either. Like when it, whenever this was the first song I actually wrote without feeling criticized or judged. It's like, oh, what are they going to think? Like I wrote the song how I wanted to write it. You know, I, I wrote lyrics how I wanted to write it. Like this was the first song where I felt like the judgment is gone, and I think that's why it sounds so raw and so like energetic. Is because I wasn't scared to hold back about like a certain thing. It's like, no, I'm going to write whatever I want to write. Fuck it. If you don't like it, someone, somebody will like it. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. And so I got to ask though, cause I know you said you've been getting a lot of positive reception on it. Have you seen any sort of like negative reception on it? And have you been influenced by that at all? Kind of like with a, uh, you know, what you just said, like you wrote this and you weren't afraid of the criticism or anything. So have you seen any then come by and you're just like, you know what? I still wrote this for myself. And so proud I wrote this. And a lot of people are really still getting behind it as well. So it doesn't matter. Um, not, you know, I haven't really seen any like negative energy. I mean, obviously, you know, the few dislikes and comments on YouTube, everyone, everyone has that. Um, for the most part, the people who I think wouldn't like the song end up liking it. It's so, it's the people who I don't expect to like it actually like it. So it's like, I don't think there's actually more positive than negatives and I'm not just saying that, but it's, it definitely is. It definitely was a little, a little humbling to see people who I didn't expect even to listen to this kind of music, like it. They're like, Oh, listen, that's not my kind of music, but I, I like the image. I like, I like the cinematography, I like everything about it. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. So, and that really made me happy of, you know, happy why I do what I do and the new stuff coming out because the new stuff is not like the old stuff at all. I'll be honest right now. It's, you know, it's, it's still kill the line. It's still us. It's just, you know, we're not babies anymore. You know, like we're, we're growing up. So, you know, the, ne- the, the positive energy was great. The negative, the negative energy just makes it more, makes it more positive for me. Cause I go, I'm like, all right, you don't like it. Well, I'm going to write something that you're going to hate more. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and I think I even saw something today where it was like, saying this is like right around Halloween and it's, I remember it was uh, Crown the Empire released a new song and it has all unclean vocals in it. There's no clean vocals in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think it was their guitarist that put something out on Twitter. It was talking about like, no matter what we do, there's going to be people that are mad. We're just happy we put this out. We're happy that people that there are people that are liking it and just enjoy it. I'm just like, you know what? That's the kind of energy you need where it's, especially when it comes to music is, if you try and please everybody, you're never going to please everybody. If you try and please like yourself with the music that you want to make, at the end of the day, you're still going to be happy with what you made. And mm. there's going to be people that like, there's people that don't like, people that really connect with it heavily. And it's just something where you're going to end up impacting a lot more people positively through that than just, again, trying to, like, follow the trends, follow the crowd, and basically do what everybody else is doing. Well, the hard truth about it is, like, no matter what, someone's going like, to like your music. Like, that's just how it is. Whether it's going to be someone you know or someone you don't know, someone's going to like music. You know, so it's like, if you write a song thinking like, oh, I want to write the song because they need to like it, that's a bad mindset because it's just, it's not going to come out genuine. Like, 
that when people say right from the heart and like if you like it people are gonna like it that's that's true like it's true like you you're not gonna you're not gonna give someone you know something you know are you gonna go out to like a, a fancy restaurant you don't like that you're not gonna eat it's like no like you're gonna go somewhere that you like that you know other people are gonna get turned on to so that is true though someone out there is gonna like your music whether it's one person two two people it, it will catch on you know and that's you just gotta you, you gotta stick with that mindset you know you can't let the negative energy be like oh well like oh this guy said we suck i'm done like no they won you don't want them to win no and, like, plus, probably, and plus probably some guy on the internet as well that's writing that comment and uh, I, honestly for anyone listening to the podcast that is a musician that might be getting like a comment and it's like all of a sudden you put out music you put out something straight from the heart and you get a comment where somebody is just basically going off on you just like being negative and kind of being that trolling mindset here's one thing to think about that person t- is taking time out of their life to write some just negative stuff. That reflects a lot more on them than it reflects more on you. They're probably in their mom's basement right now, just like, oh, this I could write a song better than this. Bro, I fucking I moved across the fucking country in my own my own apartment. Like, you're winning, clearly. You're you're the winner here. Like, you're in your mom's basement right now, freaking no job. Like like, I like, I, uh, 350 pounds eating Cheetos, kind of like the, uh, kind of like the guy from, uh, the World of Warcraft episode in South Park. Yeah, basically, yep, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, like, you're giving me, you're giving me publicity, like, you, the, the song that you streamed on Spotify that you hate so much, you gave me a stream, thank you. Yeah, or it's like, and then you might still be, you might give him, like, five or six more streams even on that front, because it's like, oh, I want to, want to talk about bad about this part, it's like, but you're taking all this energy to be negative about it when, you could take that energy, find something that you're more passionate about and be more positive about it. And honestly, mm. make the world a better place instead of being the guy that's just in the in his mom's basement going, mm. ah, I don't like anything. Uh, and honestly, mm-hmm. for anyone that is uh, that has gone through that, it's kind of like the classic adage of like, oh, you know, if you're nervous up on up on stage or in front of people, imagine them in their underwear. It's like, honestly, in this case, if someone's giving you a negative comment, it's like you can tell it's a trolling comment. Imagine they're that guy from the South Park episode that's in the that's got the the character of World of Warcraft that the boys are trying to take down because just look, just look at that. And just remember that might be the guy that mm. is that. And just think about it. Don't don't let don't let that ruin your experience. Don't let that ruin your happiness. I know it's easier to focus on the negatives than it is the positives because I do get negative comments sometimes with the podcast episodes as well. But you know what? Got to remember the positives. Like those are so much better. Let's just focus on yeah. those, man. You gotta learn to laugh at yourself, man. If you don't, if you don't laugh at yourself, the world just sucks. Just learn to laugh at yourself. It's, the world's a better place. Trust me. I laugh at myself all the time about the stupid shit I do, and it's funny as hell. And people think it's not funny. I'm like, listen, if you start laughing at yourself, people will respect you. Trust me. Oh, absolutely. It's just it, it makes everything better. It makes life better. It makes it a lot easier. Plus, when it comes to just doing things, you feel a lot more comfortable if you're able to laugh at yourself. Because what happens if you get in an awkward situation? You just Kind of just roll with it. All of a sudden, you look back and like, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, exactly. Or you can be like me and break a finger in a mosh pit and all of a sudden be like, I'm still going back in. It's just like, what? Like, yeah, whatever. It's fixed. It's taped up. <laughs> Screw it. We're doing this. <laughs> it's like, well, I know a lot of people look at me like, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, but uh, it's funnier if I do. And just laugh yeah. at myself about it. So, bing, bang, boom. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, man. Said so, you know you I said you had a uh, new song coming out at some point soon and it's more of like a like that anthemic ballady type of a song correct? It's the best way to describe it. It's it's not 
anything like Anthem. It's more like toned down. You know, it's very, Anthem was very upbeat and very like, hell yeah, I could sing along to this in the car, you know, screaming at it. This song's more like, oh shit, like this is totally out of left field. It's very like, I don't want to say this is the softest song Kill the One's done, but it's the softest song Kill the One's done so far. Um, it's very different. That's all I'll say. It's different. I'm excited. I'm, a, I'm a more nervous than excited. But again, we all get nervous. It's normal. Um, but yeah, I think it's totally something that we've never done before. And again, um, I'm with it. I'm all for it. We, I mean, we obviously have our you know metal songs. We have a couple more songs we still have yet to release that are way heavy people are gonna love you know but we just want us to show that we are more than just a metal band that we're not just a band who can write heavy music and scream and you know all that shit like that we want to write stuff that people can relate to and not even just that but more like i show off more of my singing you know and i you know and when i first started the band when you talked a while back i wasn't a singer at all you know i didn't want to sing for the band you know i i, I just wanted to be like just the mindset behind it you know and nobody wanted to sing and I, I'm like, you know what, let me do it. And it worked out. And I'm, now I'm just trying to, I'm trying to hone in on that skill a little more. And I think these songs really, really show that not to sound, you know, not to sound cocky, but I really do think that it's my, it this does show more of my, dy my dynamic range of singing and screaming too. That That is in there. So don't worry, but yeah. So we're still going to get some of those unclean screams, but we're going to see a lot more in terms of range from you, in terms of maybe different pitches, different sounds, different emotions that are going to be coming out in these songs, different pacings, everything. Hell yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just, I, again, like, I don't, I don't just want to be a screamer in a band. You know, I want to be, you know, I want to, you know, at least carry a voice or something you know, and I don't, I'm not the greatest singer at all. There's plenty of other singers better than me, but, you know, I think that again, I was very scared to show, to, to showcase my voice. And that's why in the last EP, I didn't really sing that much, you know, want me dead and then was singing. Yeah. But like, I was very, I was very self-conscious about how I sounded, you know, and I just kind of, me and my buddy who wrote the songs were like, you know what, snap out of it. Who cares? Just do it, do it from the heart. Just learn, like, he, he basically said, fuck it, just push yourself. And I did it and it worked out. And, you know, I need that motivation. I need someone to push me and be like, listen, you can do it. You're going to keep doing it until you get better. And I look back at it now. I'm like, wow, these are really, really, really good. You know, these are really good products that we've done that I can never, ever think of doing. Well, you think about this as well. When it comes to just, you think about rock and metal and you think about all the different vocalists and all the different singers that are in there. Some of them don't have those like perfect polished voices that you'd expect to have on there. And some of them are incredibly successful still. And you yeah, take a look at some of the people. Yeah. I'll say you take a look at people that really have those full polished voices. Like anytime you watch a singing competition that's on TV, whether it's American Idol, the voices. Yeah, some of these people have beautiful voices in the sense that you think that this is kind of like what's going to work. But there's a lot of times when a lot of the most popular bands out there. They're like whoever's singing from, they're not the overall best singers. They're not the most flawless singers, but it's because when they're singing from the heart and they're singing along, along with the instrumentals that are being constructed around behind them, it just creates this undeniable sound that really yeah. comes through. It, 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 it builds character. Like you need character behind your voice. Like you need character. Like you can be like, you can be the worst singer in the world, but like if you've been doing it for a long time and you hone into it and you own it, you're going to go somewhere. Some of the best punk singers, like 
I mean, I love this man to death. Green Day, you know, like he didn't have the greatest voice in the world, but it worked out because it, it's it's his voice. People know, like, oh, that's Billy, that's Billy Joe. You know what I mean? People know who he is. So I don't think being a good singer is all, you know, is the best thing ever. It's, you just need to have character behind the voice. Yeah, because one thing, one artist that kept popping my head when I was thinking about that was uh, Serge Hankin from System of a Down because his voice is nowhere near perfect, but just the sound that's constructed behind it, just the paces, everything that's being done behind it, there's such a character, there's such a personality behind Serge's voice that adds so much to System of a Down where there's, again, go to those singing competition people. Yeah, they might have a more, they might have more elegant voice, they might have more, you know, beautiful voice in terms of what you'd expect, but... They're never going to be able unique. to do something like it's that. It's not unique. You know, like, Serge Tankin, at least he, his voice is very... Name one singer that sounds like him. Exactly. Like, he's <laughs> a very, very unique voice. You know, and I think that's what works. It's like, no one sounds like him at all. Yeah, he's not the greatest singer, but people know who he is. People's like, oh, shit, that's... Is that who I think it is? Yeah, it's, it's recognizable. He made a name for himself by using it, by having a voice. Yeah, again, it doesn't have to be perfect, but if you know how to use it within, you know, the context of the music that you're making, it can be an absolutely powerful tool. Coming with your vocals as well, where, yeah, you know, when you were working on the first stuff, yeah, you might have been self-conscious about it, understandably so, because you're not you're not expecting to, you know, have a voice that, you know, match up with what might be expected, or like, oh, it's not as beautiful as people think it would be, or, you know, it's... With some of the vocals that we talk about, like Billy Joe Armstrong, Serge Tankin, it's like, you know, doesn't have that personality yet. Because if, if you even like I could probably sing and all of a sudden my singing is probably horrible. But, you mm-hmm. know, if I'm able to, you know, hone that in, you know, put something crazy instrumentals behind it, really work within it. It might be able to work. You never know unless you try me, though. I don't really care to make music because that's not my thing. My thing is talking about music. So, yeah, yeah this is what I do. <laughs> I bet you can sing. You're downplaying it. I can, I can parody sing. I can't actually sing though. I can try and like mimic people's voices and only get like certain ranges. It's kind of, it can be all right, but That's yeah, funny. me actually singing is probably like uh, they're probably gonna have to like call in the exterminator and be like, okay, there's a there, there's there's like a problem in here. We have to exterminate. It's probably just me going. Where's like, a dying? Oh. Is there a dying little girl in here somewhere? All of a sudden, like no, that's just my horrible singing, guys. Um, we, we're still gonna have to check the premise though. <laughs> Dang, yeah. this is gonna be a while. <laughs> So with yeah, this, okay. I'll say with this new, with this other new one that, cause you said you have heavier stuff that you also have this next one that's coming out again. It's probably the softest one that you guys have done so far. What mm-hmm. was the inspiration behind this new one that you guys are coming out with? Um, so this song actually, again, me and my buddy, we write all the songs. So um, I just didn't want to do something heavy. I wanted to, the mindset was like, I want to do something that no one's heard from us. You know, I, yeah, we, we can have her want me dead, but like, I wanted, what can we do? Can we do something lower or softer than that? Or like more different? And he came up with this really good instrumental. And I was like, all right, let me see what I can do. We did it. We like had like a full script and everything. Like what, like how to sing it, how to sing it. The song took almost a year to make. The song took way longer than Freaks. Freaks is easy. Cause I just, I already knew what I wanted to do with Freaks. But since this song is so different, um, lyrically, instrumentally, and just vibe-wise, I had no idea what to do. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, do they want a ballad? Do they want melodic? Do they want heavy? Like, I don't know. So we really sat down and we just did a rough draft. And I was like, okay, I think this is what we're going for. So we did like three or four drafts and it worked out. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's do it. Let's just grab it by the balls. Let's do it. Went to the studio. 
it worked out. We did a few changes and um, filmed the video for it. And there, there, that's a wrap. And I think that this whole song is basically just about not letting go of a certain thing, whether it's a person, whether it's an item, whether it's a memory, you know, and it's eating you alive. And that's kind of what I did when I wrote the song. I was like, let me just put myself in that situation of like, what can, what, like, what am I doing that I can't let go on life? And yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, when it comes down to the message, like you're saying, it's something that is something that, like you can't let go in life of that might be more it's, detrimental to your overall happiness and mindset. You're chasing something that isn't really there anymore. You know, that you should really, you know, you're chasing a ghost that shouldn't, you know, that you shouldn't be chasing. Okay. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Cause like when it comes to me trying to figure out, like I'll, I'll hear the song when it comes out as well and really try and get like mm -hmm. the mindset behind it. Cause when it, what with me, it's always like whenever I look through a song, I go in a deep analyzation of it. The first thing I always do is try and figure out the meaning, but I always like to listen to the song when I try and figure that out as well, not just read the lyrics because you get a certain emotion off it that really can guide mm -hmm. you to the right place. And the video too, I think this is the most fun video I've filmed. Um, well, we filmed this video with Freaks the same day. It was a long day. It was like a freaking 10-hour, 12-hour day. Oh, that sucked. But this video, I think, really will show what it really means. You know, um, story and lyrically, everything. And I don't want to give it too much away, but it, I think that this song might hit a lot of people differently. Um, take that as you will, but... Honestly, with the concept that you have around there, I think it's definitely going to because, again, if you're holding on to something like kind of like chasing a ghost in a certain way, we all might be still doing that. But the reason why it's going to hit people differently because it's the specifics behind what they were chasing, whether it might be a past relationship that you feel like it's the one that got away or, you know, maybe it's something where someone that you were close to died and it's you're trying to like potentially like get some closure on it and just chase like, OK, you know, other things that are unfinished business, whatever it might be. There's a lot of things that people might be holding on to personally that they kind of seem to let go of at a point and mm -hmm. maybe move on in a way. And just because of the specifics around them being differently, it's the emotion behind the song might hit them all differently. But again, we're all going to feel the exact same idea behind it. We're all feel the same emotion behind it. But it's going to be the specifics and the severity of that emotion that we feel is going to be on a different level. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm just uh, very... I'm very excited. I'm going to start, obviously, I'm going to start uh, promoting it very soon because February comes. So I'll just be on the lookout in the next week or two. Uh, you'll see. But uh, I think all these songs are really good. They're Again, they're very different. They're very like a different chapter. You know, Freaks is heavier. This next song is going to be softer. And then the song after that is going to be totally different. You know, I think we have different styles too. I don't just want to you know, again, I don't just want to be metal. I don't want to be a metal band. I just want to be a band, like a rock band. You just want to be doing what you want to do. You don't want to end up yeah. following along with any certain template. You don't want to follow along with whatever idea that, you know, you think the scene is going for. You want to follow along with your own way. You want to forge your own path because if you keep trying to like, if you kept trying to like chase trends and like follow in other bands' footsteps, you were always going to be one to two steps behind. But if you're going to follow along your own path. Setter, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you I want to set a trend. If you follow along in your own path, then you have the chance of being that trendsetter, the chance of really starting something that people are going to try and latch on to and work off of as an influence. 
Or, you know, even if that might not happen, all of a sudden you're doing your own thing and you're not constantly trying to chase what might be, what, you know, you think is popular in the scene, what might be uh, going on next. It's you're just trying to focus on what you want to do. Exactly, yeah. I agree. So, I mean, we got... We got Anthony the Freaks. We're going to get something the softest Killablons ever done. We're going to get some heavier stuff. And it's just going to show more of a diversity and array in which you guys can go in your music as well. And when you see a lot of bands that, you know, when they really hone in on their own selves, it's like they can go so many different ways in terms of what their musicality is like. But you always can figure out, like, the core emotion, the core feeling is going to be that band at the base of those songs. Like, you can always feel it within each each song that you listen to. So... As long as like, you know, you're constantly putting yourselves in there, you're constantly being honest about yourselves with all these songs, with all these different styles that you might be working with, we're going to feel that honesty and we're going to know it's Kill the Blonde from the start. Yeah. Exactly. And it's going to be sick. Uh, hopefully. Well, I was just going to keep pumping up by saying it's going to be sick. <laughs> oh, thank you. It'd be killer, I, I must say. It would be killer. Also, because I do want to talk about that mask that you had on there, because that mask was fucking cool. <laughs> and, and I know you showed it to me right before we started. I'm like, I got to bring it up. We got to talk about it because, well. Um, yeah, so this was for our video shoot for Anthem of the Freaks, the song we just dropped. Um, it's something I designed myself. I didn't design it. Um, actually, our good friend Chevy, uh, Iceland Hills, his makeup artist, designed this for us. Um, it's just basically, this is the band now. I feel like this is something that I'm going to start wearing a lot. Even if I don't wear it, it's just basically like the symbol, uh, duality, kind of light and dark. Um, yeah, I just keep this guy with me. It's kind of my memento. Uh, I, I eventually want to get this guy like plastered into like a real hard mold. Uh, cause this is cheap plastic, but, uh, this is dope. And yeah, I definitely do like this and, uh, I'm glad you like it too. I might make, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll give this to um, Trick or Treat Studios so they can make a fucking replica of this and start selling it. Get me that rich. Would, that wouldn't be a bad idea because it's just, it's it's something that's, again, it's going to be more new, unique to your band so that when it comes to, you know, mm-hmm. people trying to get behind the band, all of a sudden, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, you're going to be playing live shows and you're going to have like hundreds of people show up wearing that exact same mask all the time. That I mean, kind of like on top, of like maybe a little bit of a gimmicky thing, but that could definitely be a thing that gets a lot more people in there because. Yeah, everyone feels like a freak. It's like all the people there, it's like you might have felt like a freak in your life at some point. And here it's like we're all accepting each other, but, you know, we're all accepting each other in our own way. It's just kind of a cool thing where all of a sudden if you play that song and all of a sudden everyone has that mask on to to start. Like, that'd be fucking Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I did it. And again, I was never big on gimmicks. I don't like them, but, like, I've always wanted to wear – I've always liked masks. I've always been, like, obsessed with them and, like, you know, especially coming from horror movies, you know. Ghostface, Jason, Michael, you know, Freddie, like, they're cool, you know? So I kind of wanted to bring my own twist into it. Not even be, like, anything bad, just a symbol, you know? every I feel like every brand has a symbol, and that's what the symbol is. It's, like, light and dark. It's, like, comedy and drama, or comedy and tragedy. That's what it is. Um, old tool, like, 1820s or whatever the hell it is. That's that little painting right there. Yeah, like adding the comedy and drama in there it does show that light and dark style again like the lightheartedness and also the seriousness of it and even like if you're gonna end up getting that mask like you know like hard-coated plastered all that stuff 
again, one thing I do like about the fact of what you're doing now with like this first iteration of it, even though it's just plastic, it's it still <laughs> just has that blank white face behind it. So it kind of like when again think about it like you know go back to Anthem the Freaks kind of with people that have felt like freaks and kind of constantly putting a mask around society. It's the it's kind of like this blank feel because it's kind of blank around whatever society wants. And when you pull it off, it's like you finally see the realization of who you are behind it. Now, with you having that on there, it's like you see that on there. It kind of still has that blank feel to it. But you're starting to see more of the foibles of the surrounding idea of having to wear a mask and not be yourself all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, you can tell it's getting a little it's getting a little damaged wearing hair, which is good. But there's, there's a lot of room for it to grow, I think. I'm going to, if it was well, I'm going to probably add more to it. Maybe like each album cycle or whatever we do, each single, I'll just make it more and more decrepit or add some stuff to it. Um, just give us some more um, uh, genuine osity or something like that. You know what I mean? Kind of that, but also to kind of create some more lore around it because then people exactly. are going to start following along and they're never going to know exactly what's going to come next. It's going to be like a little... Like kind of like a Marvel Easter egg in a way where it's like, okay, what's going to be the next little thing that happens? What's going to be here? What's going to be here? It's just going to be something that adds on. It's going to be a point of contention where, and not necessarily saying it's going to be used as like a gimmicky thing because it's just something where it just adds more to the lore of Kill the Blonde. I mean, think about a bunch of other bands that have used like certain ideas that might be considered gimmicky, but now, I mean, they're not necessarily gimmicky anymore because of how they were created and how they were used. Uh, I mean, even though those the whole entire MGK Slipknot thing with the whole mask thing, but I mean, look at Slipknot. Their music is absolutely fucking fantastic. And the masks just are a way to kind of like get you intrigued by it. It's like, who the, like, that's what I was saying at first, like, who the hell are these guys? And then like every single like album cycle or something, like they'd always have like a, you know, all the masks would stay relatively the same. There'd be some different changes in there completely. But like with yours, what your idea kind of brings up is just adding more to it, just kind of slowly evolving it every step of the way. So it's something that every time someone's going to be watching a music video or someone's going to be, you know, an album cycle is going to come around, there's going to be an intrigue behind it. And all of a sudden, you know, you're playing live shows, merch table comes on. So it's like, okay, now you've got this whole new, like a whole new mask out there. Might be very similar to the last one, but there might be a little bit of tweak in there. And again, it just creates more of this lore behind the whole entire band at that point. Exactly. And, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to make the new era at, you know, at first, just like, I don't, I don't want the band to be about like looks and image and be like, oh, eye candy. You know, it's kind of like, we're not about music. We're not about us. We're more about like, we want to write music, not just because like, you know, we're, we're attractive dudes in a band, you know, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I mean, obviously the mask isn't anything unique at all. Plenty of bands have done it even before Slipknot, but I don't know. I just think it's cool. You know, I think it's, it's a cool memento that I have. And if the band won, you know, Hopefully I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. If the band one day, you know, does call it quits, I'll have something to look back on with this guy. So and to look back on those and have fond memories behind it, knowing that you created something that people potentially had their lives impacted for for the positive. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's that's something that anybody can hang their hat on. Yeah, man. And even like going back to the mask as well. One thing that I'd be curious to see about it is, is like, cause you're talking about, you know, again, kind of like, you don't want it to be, you want to be focused on the music, but it's still something that can bring a lot of people in. It's something, again, it's an intriguing point of conversation. It's intriguing points to bring 
eyes to the music. All of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, look at this mask. It's like, now you're seeing a little bit of these symbols on there. You're starting to pull things out of it. You're starting to see more. Honestly, you could use this kind of like an evolution of the band thing. And when you're talking about, you know, you don't want to be like just kind of gimmicky or just wanting to see it as an addition. It does create more of that lore to the band. It kind of adds more to this storytelling mode, which honestly, I think in today's day and age, having this kind of like story, kind of this more kind of like a mythological thing behind the band as well, adds so much more to it because people are able to get into those stories and people are able to like really kind of attach themselves to it and then follow the band, get behind the band, really follow the music and really put themselves into that position of influence. So it's like, okay, we're listening to this song. This is what it's about. And all of a sudden now they're realizing certain things about themselves that they don't know. And as you build on top of that, that just builds on the lore of the band, builds on the story of the band that people are going to want to follow as you go along in your musical career. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> Instead of perfect. Man, I'm just spitting today. And as I hey. said that, now there's a huge loogie on my uh, on my mic thing right now. Yippee. As you said that, I really as you said that now, I really got to pee out of nowhere. <laughs> oh dear God! But uh, it's just uh, I got a just got like one more question for you. So there's so many other things out there. We know you're. I know you talked about it earlier where you've got a lot more music in the works. You've got so mm-hmm. much more going on, and you we've talked about it right for the podcast where. When it comes to live shows, you want to start, you know, putting more stuff out there before you jump back into live shows. Have you thought about when it comes to like live shows, you know, now that you know you're able to start playing them, they're back again. What a live performance like might look like from you guys now, especially with the new, like kind of like more the the next chapter of the band, this, this newer uh, experimentation on different styles. And especially like with the mask as well, just how is that going to add to really create more of this impactful live experience? when you guys go back up on stage so that people go and see your band and they leave. And then the next couple of days, they're still talking about kill the blonde. Yeah. Um, I, th- I definitely thought about that, you know, ever since we started this, um, we've always had a gimmick side, we, you know, we've always kind of dressed up to see what worked, but then like every time we did it, it just didn't feel right. Especially me. I was, you know, the weirdo who freaking had everything done to me. Um, but now that I feel like we have our look and our sound established a little more, um, we're just going to a show like like a very professional band, you know, very like, well, obviously, you know, our songs will sound better, um, more decorations, just 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 a better, I don't want it to be a show, I want it to be an experience, you know, like like a Broadway show. I kind of want like fire, everything, <laughs> everything going up and shit, people breaking their noses and just everything. Or breaking their fingers like me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Or, or break a toe or something. Just, you know. Yeah, but one thing I've been seeing is, like, when you take a look at bands that are just creating different ex- – creating experiences with their live sets as well. I mean, hell, go back and watch the uh, the movie, the Netflix movie, The Dirt, where they about the Mo- about Molly Crew's career. It's, like, the first thing they wanted to do was, like, let's bring, like, a stadium show to the club. So, it's, like, let's bring that experience in there. You take a look at a lot of the bands that are playing now. It's, like, some of the bands that are the biggest out there, and some, especially in rock and metal, some of the bands you really think of, it's when you go see their live shows, it's not just a live show. It's an experience that you have. And people are starting to go to those in droves just because it's something that you want to be a part of. It's something that's interactive. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, Hell, when I got to go see Disturbed twice in 2019, I almost got burnt twice because I was on the rail whenever they did Inside the Fire and the fire came down like it was fucking hot. <laughs> but it's something that I still remember, you know, two, two and a half years later. It's somewhere you can, if you can create an experience, 
and people have an incredible time with it and there's have something specifically from that show that they're able to just latch on to, then they're going to remember about the next day, the next month, the next year, for the rest of their lives. And it's going to be something that's going to connect them to the band forever. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, I just want to be, I want to be a leech. I want to leech on them. I want them to see us one day being like, wow, who the hell is this? They're really good though. The singer is a weirdo, but they're good. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, they're like, oh yeah, we saw that band that one time before. Remember we saw them in a room with like a hundred people. Now in a room with 2,000 people seeing them. Neat. Uh, and then a couple of years later, all right, now we're in a room with 5,000 people seeing them. Neat. I'll be freaking like 5,000 people. God damn, man. I'll freaking, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I forgot my lyrics. I'll say you'll still be playing heavy stuff and all of a sudden be like, okay, who's the crazy guy that's now getting like flipped over in the mosh pit and then there's going to be with my hand up. Hey, Keanu. How's it going? Oh, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Freaking when victim comes in, victim of the skies at breakdown. Oof. I will say though, Victim is probably that like hardest breakdown you've ever written. Like, I don't think I've ever did anything that heavy before. Dan and was heavy as hell. Oh boy. Now you're getting me more excited for like to, you know, see you guys play live and like go crazy in a freaking mosh pit because hell, all of a sudden, like a room of 100 people just start one, like, let's go. And all of a sudden, you know, have a wall of death of the whole entire room and I just get flipped over or just like be the only one on my side running and get like thrown back 20 feet by like 10 people, you know, for fun. Don't worry. I got you. You can hop on stage. I'll protect you. I'll probably be the one like egging everyone. I'm like, come on. And all of a sudden just have a whole other like, shit, now I got to do this. All right, let's do it's this. Like, Kevin, Kevin, I think you're done. I, I think, I think you're done. Like, <laughs> I think you got to go home. We're done. And all of a sudden I'd be yelling out just like, I'm not bleeding yet. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Until all of a sudden there's blood running down my head. I'm like, okay, maybe now I'm done. <laughs> So, Keanu, as we bring this podcast to a close, one thing I always like to do, and I'm pretty sure I did this the last time you were on here as well, even though this was like the fifth ever podcast I did with a artist on camera. Now it's Mm -hmm. like the 195th time I've done it. So it's been a while, but I always like to give whoever I have on a chance to say whatever they want to say, plug whatever they want to plug, promote whatever they want to promote at the end. So Keanu, floor is yours, bud. Uh, Thank you for having me again. It's been a while. Uh, Good to catch up. Uh yeah, uh, we have a new song coming out very soon. Uh, people who follow us, make sure to uh, keep your eyes open. If you guys haven't seen our video for Anthem, follow us on social media to find that out. And new music very very soon. Also, my OnlyFans is nineteen ninety five a year. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, darn. I'm pretty sure there'd be like a couple of people. I'd be like, wait a minute, OnlyFans? Like, Kiana's got one? Okay, we got to see this. Nah, it's only man's. It's only me crying in my room. Oh, I thought it was going to be like OnlyFans. It was going to be you standing like basically the same picture every single time of you with a different fan in your hand. It basically, yeah. It's that. OnlyFans. Like, 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 like holding a ceiling fan, holding a standing fan, holding like one of those like little misters with the little fan. Holding a like... jet holding a jet fan. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, I mean, that might be, I thought that was the original purpose of OnlyFans, but uh, OnlyMans, I mean, that might, that would be an interesting one to go with. I think I got another idea for a, uh, for a website if uh, no one else wants to take it. Okay, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Alrighty, so as I close out this podcast, everybody, and with Keanu, we're going to do it with three things as normal. So, first things first, yes, you're going to want to follow along with Kill the Blonde. You're going to want to watch a video for 
Anthem of the Freaks. You're going to want to, you know, make sure you stay in touch with them on social media because there's more new music coming out. And come on, you're not going to want to miss out on it. So instead of having to search up everything because, well, I know everyone likes convenience, take a look at the description of this podcast because you will see links, labels, everything for other socials. Wherever you can find them online, everything where you can stream their music, all of it. So make it a one-click, one-stop shop for you guys. Make it as easy as possible to follow, subscribe, and listen to and share the music of Kill the Blonde with yourself and with everybody else. Now, number two, I do not remember if I had started this yet, Keanu, when we last were on the podcast, because I honestly don't remember when I actually actually started this, but it's the promise part of the podcast where as long as I have an artist on the podcast and I enjoy having them on which happens every fucking time I have to make a certain promise. And the promise is not an if, not an if. If implies possibility not happening. When implies it's happening. Date and time to be determined. So when I can see you perform live for the first time. Not sure I made this promise the last time, but I'm going to make sure I make it this time. First round's on me. You, yes, you are. When? I don't know. Uh, whenever COVID stops being annoying. What, that's why I said when it'll be whenever it happens. Honestly, I'll, it could be all of a sudden like next year. All of a sudden, like I'm just in some random spot in the you know in the United States. All of a sudden, you guys are playing there. Uh, so, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely. Yeah, if you do play a show again, I'll, I'll definitely. I definitely will. Will reach out to you and get you. Uh, get you in. Oh, even if it's something where it's like you completely forget, and I just randomly surprise you. That's okay with me. Sometimes yeah, surprise me. Yeah. I'll say like in the venue, just message like, "Hey, dude, so you're playing a live show day." I'm here. <laughs> That'd be some wacky shit. But as we now come to the third thing, Keanu, can't end this podcast with a goodbye because, well, I had you on once, had you on twice. We're going to have to do this a third time as well. And yes, I am still Fuck dead yeah. serious about that. So we will do it again a third time probably next year because, well, we did one in 2020. We did one in 2021. 2022 seems like another good time to do another podcast with you and Kill the Blonde. So I also want to see you perform live for the first time and make good in that promise. So end this podcast with goodbye. No, 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 no. We're going to end it with, see you later, bud. See ya. Well, well, folks, an interview with Keanu from the band Kill the Blonde. Again, I have links to everything for their socials, where you can watch the video for Anthem of the Freaks. Everything you need to find with them, stream music, whatever it is, in the description of the podcast. So please go follow, share, subscribe, listen to music. Tell all your friends about Kill the Blonde. Also the same thing with the Core Progression Podcast. All our links in the description as well. Yes, some of them are still MSOTD rocks, but as of January 1st, 2022, everything is going to be Core Progression Podcast because, well, this is what we like to do most. So please follow along. Please share. Please subscribe. If you're already subscribed on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, um, or Amazon, I want to thank you guys. If you're not, go do that for me, please, because I would be very thankful. Also, thank you. Phoenix Fitness and custom debuts. So all the links are their stuff and the custom, you know, discount codes are in the description as well for you guys. So be sure to do that if you're going to do something like that. And again, when it comes to Kill the Blonde, thank you once again, Keanu. It's not going to be another like, what is it, close to like 20 months since we had him on the podcast? Now, nah, next time, let's make it like a 12-month thing. So at the bare maximum, bare maximum. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. So be sure to follow along with Kill the Blonde. Be sure to follow along with us. And on that note, that's going to be it for me, today, guys. Thank you for watching. This is the Chord Progression Podcast. Press the MSOT Rocks and Rock and Roll Thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single week's episode. The big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.